Okay, so welcome to today's episode of Dr. Simone's Mindspace. Once again from Monaco here in Seefeld, Zurich. And um, today I have a very international and very exciting guest here. And I'll let her introduce herself. We were saying we're going to do probably more than just one podcast because it's just too much um, to squeeze into one episode. So stay tuned and I'll give the word over. I'll give the mic now um, to our dear friend from the Big Apple. So welcome. Hi, Caden Sooks here. Um, I am an international artist. I work in art and sustainability. I have my own eco podcast as well. And I'm here in Zurich with my dear friend Aggie. And we are also pushing ourselves in fitness activities, going hiking. And um, I've been having a lot of fun in Europe. I just had um, an art opening in France. And before that, I was photographing in Berlin. And I'm so happy to be with here to- today. Fantastic. <laughs> So maybe share a little bit um, about your background um, uh, before we started the podcast. You mentioned you live in two beautiful places. I was like, yeah, let's let me change with you. <laughs> you. You live in New York and South Africa. Yes. So I'm in New York usually in the summertime, mm-hmm. uh, although it's project based. If I have different projects, I come in for that. And in South Africa, in Sea Point, I am a big kite surfer and hiker. So I love being in South Africa because I have access to all these beautiful things like climbing a mountain and then playing tennis. And I also was working um, in fintech, so scaling sustainable businesses through digital finance and also showing Very my interesting. art. Interesting. Yeah. How, how is the vibe now in, in South Africa? I have to tell you, um, I am a little biased. I know the country pretty well because my three cousins and my aunt lived there since many, many years back. But um, honestly, I haven't been there since a long time back because one, one actually question I have for you is, and I qu- keep frequently asking my cousins, but they live there, so for them, it's they're accustomed to it. But I always feel like it's a bit of a golden cage. I would, I'm a runner, so for me, I need to be able to go out running, mm. and I'm absolutely naive and never afraid of anything. So I uh, remember that when we were there, I was pretty young. I was still like an early teenager, and it was a bit of a pushing it in terms of safety. So I, mm. w- I wonder, you as a young woman, you like to be out in nature, how, how do you do it in order to feel safe? Do you always have to have a buddy with you? Um, I feel like for hikes, you always go with a friend. Mm-hmm. But me personally, I haven't ever felt really unsafe. I mean, like at night, you want to make sure you're locking your doors. Everyone has a gate in your house. And occasionally, like the, the biggest crime that I've seen in South Africa are, you know, people breaking into your car. So like... My, I, with all the kite surfers, the big thing that people steal are kites. They're worth thousands mm-hmm. of dollars. Maybe they're using them as a tent. So that, I mean, that's the only sort of fear I get. But I've also, it's so lovely to be in Cape Town and it feels really safe. But also it's nice to go venture out into the eastern coast, the western coast. and Hermanis? 
Hermanis. Yeah. I've been there. Have you been yeah, there? Yeah, it's beautiful. There's lots of penguins near there. Mm-hmm. My um, mom is a big whale watcher, so yeah. we've been there spending time with some family. Well, I think also Cape Town is very um, Europeanized in the, in the center of town, you know, but all of the townships and everything are pretty segregated, so you're not really getting into mm. dangerous situations it's nice yeah it's really nice to hear yeah but now you're here in europe because you had a very interesting project that you wanted to maybe we or we actually here dive into you mentioned that you were in france yes i got accepted to this artist residency uh chateau archivo um it's one of the top five residencies in the world It's beautiful. I was living in a castle, a castle that has so much history um, related to, like, Voltaire. Um, And I was with 20 other artists, some really, really incredible artists with such diversity. I was with uh, women that were using upcycled materials uh, to create huge insulations. I was with the artists that actually, the cartoonists that started Garfield. Incredible. Um, And it was amazing to be just completely immersed and to create a body of work um, and to have workshops and things like that. And then um, I got to showcase it in France. Where did you showcase it in France? We had um, open studios. We had like private viewings of our open studios in the stables, which was cool. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And how was the turn up? You mentioned you also been been in LA and showed some art there, and then you had a yes. great turn up there. And yes. how about here in Europe? Here in Europe, so the the project that I did in France was actually based off of uh, I spent a month in Berlin. So there's a lot of influence using um, color as basically like a form of communication and balance within the canvas along with architectural lines and gestural lines and kind of making that all work together which was very stylistically influenced by Berlin so looking to have a show there next and yes this year I had an amazing year I was um at LA Freeze one of uh, like a wow. famous street artist punk me tender uh, was a dear friend of mine and he used to come to all of my shows and he was putting together a show with the biggest street artists, Banksy, um, Mr. Brainwash, uh, who else? Um, tons of LA street artists. Very and, interesting. Uh, I, was it downtown LA? It was in West Hollywood, yes. Interesting. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was a huge turnout. It was an incredible show and I was super nervous because I was alongside such big names. And actually, people were fighting over my painting. No and I, way. Yeah, so it cool. sold in the first 30 minutes, and it was really cool. Wow. Yeah, so. How, what a feeling. It was an amazing feeling. I felt like I really made it alongside some really, like, it's a crazy feeling to be showing alongside people that were your mentors, that you looked up to, that influenced you. So that was really exciting. Incredible. And LA Freeze is such an amazing um, art fair, so anyone that is interested in going to when something is, other than when is it happening it happens in february april usually okay yeah. okay that's amazing look out for it <laughs> yeah definitely i i love that you mentioned that you were were showing next to people you were looking up to and 
what did he make with you after? Like, do you remember the the flight out from LA back, wherever oh. you went from there? How you felt on the plane? Yeah, I've done lots and lots of projects around the world, and as someone that's super ambitious, you have these small moments when you're really, really proud of yourself because you're just thinking about what's next, what's next. But I felt like that was just like a huge milestone in my career. It was like something that I'd been looking up to, and I also had gained so many clients, and I had like such an A-list. <laughs> My little son, 10-month-old, is entertaining us to eating chocolate and um, trying to also be part of the podcast. But yeah, um, yeah we'll, we'll uh, leave him standing around the table here. Very, very cute. Um, but um, just getting access to such Sorry. a famous clientele and I, I ended up getting like five or six commissions from that from one opening. That's so it just shows you Having a good network in the art community is, is really, really important. Of course. Of course. And, and would you say that was your, your um, sort of, did it help you with, with the um, way of coming to Europe as well? Like finding connections here in Europe too? Or is it more like that US was, I, well, So I've been doing art residencies and showing my work in Europe since I was 25, so like 2018. Oh, that's, wow. So, um, I as I travel so much as an artist, I have my own network. But I think as an artist as well, like you always should be putting yourself into new uh, environments. Uh, I think an art residency is great because you're surrounded by a bunch of other people that will see your work, understand you as an artist because they're creative. But they will critique you and like say, this is working, this is not working, and it really helps you evolve your work. I think as an artist, you should never feel like you're trapped in one theme or one medium, and to kind of create an environment like that that's just full-on immersive and pushing your boundaries is sometimes where the best magic happens. I, I was just thinking about this beauty of, of being an artist and, and really being one with, your, with, with what you do, like in this intrinsic motivation, just being in a state of flow. Mm. Um, but I know, um, of course, one of our most famous um, art, artists in Switzerland, Alberto Giacometti, he had a lot of mental health issues. Mm. And on... On one side, I thought, you know, like, wow, being so immersed in, in one thing could, like, get you away from it. But on the other hand, of course, it's also a very vulnerable place to be an artist. And when you totally. just mentioned about being sort of getting feedback and cri critics from, from other artists, how, you, how do you deal with it? Like, how, how do they really do it constructively or... I mean... I think the most beautiful moments in life are when we're able to be vulnerable. Um, I think as an artist, you can't focus on that there's one right or wrong. Everything is interpretive or expressed in an original way. I mean, sometimes ideas are borrowed, etc. But if you really know who you are as an artist and what you're trying to say, you can take criticism and and advice from people 
in a very like undefensive way and mm -hmm. it's, your art is an extension of yourself but i think if you have a strong core value of who you are you won't get offended it's just mm -hmm. insight you know but it is definitely a very vulnerable place to be but that's yeah, the right? exciting part yeah, about it yeah. is to show your vulnerability show your truth and see how that truth connects with like the rest of the world and not everyone's going to understand that truth the same way but that's what makes it art mm. which is pretty cool exactly mm -hmm. i i um i had this the, the reason why i asked you this question is actually because i uh, was at a at an event this week with um, the watch brand Piaget. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's like one of the very upscale uh, French, but very art inspired, uh, very craftsmanship focused um, watch brands. And um, they, we, were, we were so lucky to do a workshop. So we could go from one station to the other oh. to place gemstones, how to place gemstones, to paint, how to reflect, the, you know, to choose the right um, gemstones with the right sparkle to That's put so in the right place. So we, you could paint with with color. Wow. Um, like, and did that give you like and a the third sense of one was like a, the the were the, the one where I I was like oh my goodness. Um, it was to engrave or like create um, a shape on a on a bracelet or a watch, and he would had to use a tool, and a tool I never had in my hand, and I literally could not hold it properly in my hand. I was so I felt like an idiot, and the guy, no. the, the 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 watchmaker, he was like, no, no, don't say you're an idiot. You feel like an idiot. Right. It's, it's like part of the learning and then I asked him how long did it take you to figure out how to hold this this thing and he was like just a couple not not a long time and I was like oh my gosh yeah that's why I'm not an artist no but it was so interesting because once I I let myself go and like away with this like performance uh, mm -hmm. pressure and just try to hold this tool softly in my hand right i was i was completely on another planet right. i was so it's like meditation it, yeah you're like that's in a what cloud. i meant like with this <laughs> mental health mental well-being because you could be so immersed immersed with with what you're doing and mm -hmm. you were like it's so grounding and it makes you so humble totally to understand the craftsmanship behind something we would argue like oh why is this what why is this watch so expensive right but once you understand the amount of time and art and dedication mm -hmm. and and skills it needs to to create it then yeah it's a very different story and it's That's very beautiful. interesting so i so I are you inspired to make more art maybe or do some more crafts um, i don't know i I have a very creative grandma. She's incredibly creative um, and a very creative husband. And we'll see what happens with our little son. Um, but I think I'll leave it to other people. <laughs> I enjoy looking at it. I enjoy yeah. buying it. I enjoy supporting artists. Right. I <laughs> love to go to young artists' exhibitions or also organize them to show it in throughout my, my yeah. female empowerment network. But but me myself, uh, I don't think really I have the the patience and and also the t sheer talent. I mean, yeah, I it's like just how it is. 
we're all artists in, in so many different ways. You can be an artist in a craft, but you also can be an artist when you're cooking or, or writing. Um, I think anytime one of my friends is in maybe an upset place, I'm always just telling them, make a joke, write a cartoon, cook something. Just the act of creation, mm. I think, is just a reminder of how fully we're alive. And I think that's a beautiful True. thing about I it. I love cooking. That's actually yeah. a very... But my husband is an incredible chef, so it's the easy way out is having <laughs> have, having him to, to cook and, and I enjoy. But when I, I do cook, I, I love it because... Or even just simple things, just cut tomatoes for right. a mozzarella salad. It's literally meditative and it's mm -hmm. grounding and I love it and I did notice though because I I got a little lazy that he's always cooking when I do cook I I'm a little out of out of practice because it, it the nuance is like you know like you, yeah you know when you cook a lot of often what what kind of a you know what goes together what goes together yeah. and how many pinches of salt and mm. how many extra lemon zest um, pieces need to be put into this uh, whatever sauce um, but um, yeah I still enjoy and I should maybe do it more well yeah. I might be an artist but I'm definitely no chef but I do enjoy putting the colors together like in a salad you oh know, yeah having all the different colors of the vegetables very, oh yeah maybe we, very in, in part, part two of our podcast we get to know about your salad yeah. let's have that as a teaser <laughs> Salad of the artist. Salad. Yeah, exactly. Build your salads based on the colors. Yeah, kind of based, based on an art piece of yours. Yeah, yeah. that would be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, so um, I would say let's, let's, um, let's continue with part two. Yes. And um, let's leave the salad as a teaser. And maybe also where, where are you heading next? Where am I heading next? Yeah, let's leave that for next next episode. And yes. we will leave in the show notes also the um, information to your podcast, to your, of course, to your Instagram, to your art. And yeah, so Thanks to be continued, thank you today. for your time. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs>